Well, hello, Toowoomba. Welcome to this week's episode of Talking Toowoomba, brought to you by Southern Queensland Country Tourism. We chat to the CEO, Peter Homan, about the importance of supporting all the different type of business we have in our own backyard by exploring Toowoomba and our greater region for ourselves. And with restrictions lifting again from last Saturday, we spoke to a couple of local cafes that have been able to reopen their doors. Please share this podcast. We are all about supporting and building this great community and we are proud to be a part of it. In news of the week, campgrounds controlled by the Toowoomba Regional Council that will reopen include Bowenville Recreation Reserve Bowenville, Swinging Bridge Park at Cooya, Yarraman Weir Park, Yarraman, Clifton Recreational Reserve, Clifton, Cecil Plains Caravan Park, Cecil Plains, Yarramalong Weir at Pampas and Lake Crestbrook, Crow's Nest. Please adhere to the relevant Queensland health requirements with a maximum gathering of 20 persons permitted under Stage 2 of easing restrictions. Apparently, I'm a closet pen lover, so I could not go past telling you all about Wednesday the 10th of June. In 1943, the Biro brothers, Laszlo and Gorge, became owners of the US patent 2 million 390,636, better known around the world as the ballpoint pen. The Hungarian inventor's new pen, inspired by the quick-drying inks used by professional printers, Ballpoint Pen Day celebrates these intrepid inventors and the often indelible mark they've left on the world at large. We are currently seeking further participation in Toowoomba's own podcast, Talking Toowoomba. We are all about what is happening and current in Toowoomba, aimed at residents and travellers within our region, showcasing local festivals and events, places to eat, attractions, produce, businesses, news, community announcements. So if you want to be part of this podcast, contact us via Facebook or email info at sjamedia.com.au. So let's get on with the show. Well, I'd like to welcome to the podcast my special guest, Peter Homan, who is the CEO of Southern Queensland Country Tourism. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Shane. How are you? I'm well. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm uh, very pleased to be here. Okay, so let's just, for the benefit of some of our listeners who may not know exactly who or what Southern Country Tourism is, can you give us a brief outline of the organisation? Yeah, sure. Look, we're a regional tourist organisation, uh, and the simple, the simple way of describing us is we're an organisation that here we're a private company, but we're here to bring more more people to our region, encourage them to to stay longer, and encourage them to spend more money. That's the simple bit. What goes on behind the scenes is uh, is a bit more complex than that. So we get some state funding. We get also get some support from our local councils. We also get industry who uh, support us as well. So uh, we use that money then to, to market the region. Um, we market drive routes. We market, you know, we do the traditional things or the, the new traditional things like websites, social media, travellers' guides, all those sort of things. Go to caravan, show, caravan and camping shows. 
other other types of consumer shows like Four by Four, which which you know very well. So you know both those types of shows incredibly well. Indeed, yes. So that's what we do, and we we give people the right information. We we're, we're looking, we promote all the events. So we have unbelievably great events right throughout the region. They're they're quite diverse in both their um, location and and um, their offering, uh, from food events to flower events to to car enthusiast events. So that's predominantly what we are. Now, the tourism industry in general has, uh, like a lot of other industries, but in particular the tourism industry has been hit hard by the COVID-19 coronavirus. It's basically put the whole world into lockdown. Coming out of it now with restrictions being eased, it's, it's important for us to think about tourism in a slightly perhaps different way to what we have previously. Yeah, yeah. Look, we were coming right into our busiest season, you know, winter here and uh, right when COVID-19, all the restrictions came in. So it was pretty much the, the whole tourist industry hitting a brick wall. So, and now we're coming out of it. But, you know, as you know, we've got so many parts to our industry, you know, we've got accommodation providers, we've got all different types of accommodation providers as well. We've got, you know, motels, hotels, caravan parks. We've got hostels for the backpackers. We've got villas and B&Bs and Airbnbs, and they, they all came under different restrictions. So it's been tough for the industry working out because there's been different restrictions for different parts. How do we deal with it? What are the, the cleaning regimes we need to introduce into our businesses? You know, how do we book people in? Can we take these people? I've got bookings. What am I going to do with them? Do I have to give them a refund? Can I give them a credit? So it's been quite intense for our industry to work out what they can and can't do. And um, now that the restrictions have been lifted, the bookings are just starting to flood in. So we're seeing uh, unprecedented levels of interest in the region. I know it's still only intrastate travel at the moment, but now that the restriction on how far we can travel and that non-essential travel is allowed now. We've seen a huge increase in forward bookings and um, I guess from our point of view, now we've got to manage that into a long tail so that now we can go right through into our traditionally softer period, which is late spring and into summer and and continue to keep that interest going so that uh, we can maybe claw some of the things back that we lost uh, during the lockdowns. And and I think it's important too that we we sort of think locally – and radiate out in, in our plans and movements with our travel. I'm based here in Toowoomba and, and sort of the centrepiece for the southern Queensland country area. It, there's a lot to see and do both in just Toowoomba itself and as you move out into the, the broader region, isn't there? Unbelievably so, yeah. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't often go into our own patch enough, do we? You know, we, we're always interested in going somewhere else. And I've had a few of those conversations lately like in tourism, we call uh, that market the VFR market, like, you know, people coming into the region, visiting friends and relatives is the VFR market. But including ourselves, if we if we travel more within the area ourselves and get to know some of the fantastic both man-made assets and, and uh, natural assets in this region, then when our family and friends come, uh, we can go and show them those fantastic places and, and disperse people right throughout the region. And we, we have them in droves, both museums. You know, we have a great, couple of great steam uh, train museums, both one in Toowoomba and one down uh, in the Southern Downs area. You know, we've got some really historic museums out further out west. In the Miles Historical Village, we've got one at Crow's Nest. We've got the, the Pioneer Village at, at Highfields. Um, we've got some really good museums, a Cobb and Co. Museum 
of course, what a beautiful museum that is. And then, of course, we've got all the beautiful natural par- national parks that we can go to and, and all the waterways, you know, Queen Mary Falls. You know, some great fishing further out west in the Boulogne River and, and those other rivers out there, the Condamine and, and that too. So we have plenty to go and see and do. And of course, and we've got the beautiful food that we produce in this region and some of the restaurants that take advantage of that great local produce and then put out some really good, you know, paddock to plate type of offerings. And, uh, and of course we, we produce, mate, and I'm, I know you and I probably need to have another couple of uh, wines one night, but absolutely. Yeah, we produce some really good wines in this area. And I know, um, you know, it wasn't always the case, you know, go back 30 or 40 years, you know, we weren't, Queensland wasn't, you know, well known for its wines, but gee, we produce some really good wines now. It's down around that granite belt area and also up around the, the South Burnett. So, um, you know, we have great wine right across the region. And what a, what a great way to spend a day, isn't it? Go to a, um, to a cellar door, you know, do, do a few samples, you know, go to a nice restaurant and, it's even a lot of the cellar doors even have their own restaurant. Gee, we have plenty to see and do in this area. And yeah, no, I encourage everyone to get out and, and see their own area first before they go anywhere else. Just, just sort of touching on wines, because obviously people are going to realise that wine's a very favourite subject of both mine and yours. Uh, <laughs> yes. But um, I mean, you're right. I mean, the Queensland wines have really come a long way. And I mean, they're recognised extremely well overseas around the world now. So there's some great wines in this region, and I think we should be getting out and enjoying them more, as you said. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And even the variety of wines produced in the area now is, you know, it's much broader than it used to be. And compared to other regions, I think we've got a lot to offer, and I think we just don't don't uh, partake of that enough and I know when um, I talk to people from interstate when I'm traveling interstate and I talk to them about the great wines I have those sort of they don't know anything about them so you know it's, it's good for us internally here in the region to go and partake of them and then tell all our, our friends and relatives about them. All right I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah <laughs> you have done that many times before you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's the fun part of life isn't it being put on the it spot. Is. Mm. I've just rung you up and said, Pete, what are you doing this weekend? And you said nothing. I said, oh, how about we go for a drive? Just give us a little a little rough itinerary. What, what would you think? Well, straight up, I, I'm thinking we'll go up through Ravensbourne, uh, through the Hampton area, and we go and have a couple of walks around the Ra- – or even a short walk around Ravensbourne, go and have morning tea around at Emerald Restaurant. And then I think we're going to head up to the Bunyas, mate, and we're going to go up there and, and just partake of those beautiful views up there and all the – the beautiful natural wildlife, the, the wallabies that just seem to be in their thousands in the bunyas, and they're not scared of humans. You know, it's a great place to take visitors as well, who, especially international visitors who are looking to see Australian local wildlife. And then, you know, we can we can go, they've got a good whiskey bar there as well, and we might have an afternoon whiskey before we head back. And we come back the back way, back through Dolby and down through that beautiful country down through there before we come back up into Toowoomba. But of course, mate, that's just one of one of many, many drives we could do in this area uh, for a day trip out of here. You know, we can go down south, go to Queen Mary Falls and maybe even go down to, to Stanthorpe region and, um, you know, go to a winery or something or go to go to Sutton's and grab ourselves an apple pie and some apple juice. And uh, But of course, too, you know, we can buy the local produce down there. There's lot, lots of apples and pears at I'm not sure, mate, whether you've been eating the local pears, but they've just been divine lately and there's plenty of them down there and they're reasonably priced because they're coming straight off the farms and that's a good day trip down there too as well. And, of course, you know, we can go out to Gundy and 
Gundy's only a couple of hours away in a beautiful river there and the town is such a pretty little town and then back into um back into St George again, beautiful river, the Boulogne River and, and um all that cotton growing area and the cotton starting the cotton farmers have been planting lately and it's just a delight actually see something in the ground because you know for years we've we've had drought and didn't have enough uh, water to to put any crops in the ground it's just wonderful i was out west yesterday and it's just wonderful to see them growing again and it just makes such a different landscape when you're looking out of the car and just it's very pleasing to see and i think there's so much to do in this region you know both for short drives and long drives and um I really, I do love a good museum, mate, too, you know, and I do love the, the steam train museums. And I know as soon as they get, they get going, you know, there'll be more, more train tours as well, which they've both got on their agendas. And I do love getting on a train and, uh, and going down to a winery or something and, uh, having a few lines, not having to worry about driving back home. So they're all really good things to do in this region. And of course, we've had great farmers markets and, uh, we have good shopping, but I know everyone's got good shopping, but there are really the produce in this region is just outstanding. I agree. I think that we tend to forget that if we actually got in our car and it's an easy day's travelling around the district in a single day, it's not like you're having to you know, travel hundreds and hundreds of kilometres. It, it's an easy drive. There's so much to see. And as you said, you know, you can come across some local produce and you know you're getting it almost straight out of the ground, so to speak. Mm. And, you know, that, there's just something about that as opposed to, you know, the normal way you'd go about going shopping to get your fruit and veg sort of thing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I love those little, um, you know, on the side of the road, those little timber timber stalls where you can, you know, they've got the honesty box and you just put your money in there. And, and um, you know, there's also the, the plant ones these days as well, not it's not just about uh, fruit and veggies as well. You can also buy some flowers and plants in some of those roadside stalls as well. But, um, yeah, I love doing all that, you know, getting some avocados and some pears and some apples and anything that's in. And I guess the other thing is it's, it's always seasonal fruit that's grown on that property right next door. And uh, there's just something about it, isn't there, mate? You know, just going home and then cooking something up that night or the next day, you know, with your, your fresh local produce. It, it's very, it's good for the soul, good for the heart, and good for the soul, and and very good for your body as well. And uh, we need that after all the wine that you and I <laughs> go and have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and I mean that's yeah. the point too. You actually, when you go to eat this this produce, you know exactly where it's come from. You were there. Yeah, you all but you didn't harvest it yourself, but you you may as well have. You've you've got it just directly from the source. Yeah, and that, that's the experience too, mate, isn't it? You know, that, that's exactly. sort of the, part of the whole thing. And when you're cooking, you're, you've got that in the back of your mind. You know, you, you know you're cooking with something fresh and local, but you also, it's the experience of going to get it as well. And, and like you say, even though you didn't pull it out of the ground yourself, you're, you're close enough. You can, you can smell the ground that it was grown in and you can see it. So it all adds to that greater, broader and rounder experience. Now, Obviously, the Southern Queensland Country Tourism has a, a website. There's all sorts of information and ideas on there, isn't there? There is, and uh, and we're building that all the time. In fact, we've, we'll be putting a lot more drive routes on, and just what we were talking about then, Shane, you know, those sort of trips around the area where you can do a day trip and still have plenty of time to get out and enjoy the local area, whether it be a, a museum or whether it be a national park and go for a walk or even just going to some of those roadside stalls. We need to make sure that we've got some suggested drive itineraries for people so that they can make a choice 
oh, look, that looks good that way. Or might do that one this weekend and another one a different weekend. And, you know, wh- what can we offer them if they're fishermen? You know, what can we offer them if they're four-wheel drive enthusiasts? You know, all those sort of things. So we need to – and mountain bike trail riding these days is getting more and more popular. So we need to make sure that we've got – all that listed as well. So um, people can make some really informed decisions about what they want to do on the weekends. And I have I have a funny feeling through through my own experience that if people do just do one day trip in the next couple of weeks, they're obviously helping the local economy, they're helping small businesses, but they'll get the bug very easily. Yeah, and they'll rediscover their own area, won't they? You yeah, know, that's, that's exactly. That's a really good point. You sort of rediscover something, you know, your your old friend almost, isn't it? And yeah, and and just and then you, and then you get more inspired to go to different parts of the region as well. And we have so much within a such a short drive, really. And now's not the time to be going on a on a beach holiday. Now's the time to be going on a country holiday. We have so much to offer, don't we? We do indeed. Pete, thanks for your time and, and taking time out to have a chat with chat with us here on the podcast. Thank you so much, Shane. Look, it's mate, it, what a great idea, what a great initiative that you've got going here. And I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to have a to have a chat with you. More than welcome, Pete. And we will have to catch up for that wine very soon. My shout, Shane. <laughs> my shout. <laughs> Good on you, Pete. Thanks Bye for lot, now. Shane. Thank you so much, mate. Bye, mate. Bye. Now, those of you who know me know that I've got a bit of a sweet tooth. So I thought I'd get in contact with Kay Edwards from the Chocolate Cottage Cafe at Highfields. How are you going, Kay? Hello, I'm going really well. I'm very excited because we have just reopened today, the 6th of June, and it's been a long wait, but we're all very excited to be back. All of our staff are very excited to be back as well and we're like a big happy family here and we got the most beautiful customers just coming in and asking how are we and just thrilled that they've been able to come back as well so it's been nice to greet them all again and see what they've all been up to. Now for those of you who who perhaps haven't had the absolute pleasure of being to the Chocolate Cottage Cafe, whereabouts are you? Uh, We're at 10475 New England Highway, about 15-minute drive north of Toowoomba on the New England Highway. Now, everybody who knows me knows that I like chocolate. The name Chocolate Cottage suggests sweet things. What's what's the story there? So we make, well, 90% of the chocolates we make in-house. You know, we have a lot of fun things, which kids love, but adults love as well. Um, So you've got your traditional filled chocolates, but then then we have a lot of quirky, novelty kind of chocolates. Give me a quirky novelty chocolate. Okay, so we have a fried egg. Say Say that again. A fried egg. Okay, chocolate. It looks just like a fried egg. Yep. And then, of course, we've got our beautiful homemade cakes. So we actually have a beautiful lady who makes all our cakes for us. So three, we would have at least probably anywhere between 12 and 15 to choose from at any one time. So that's a really popular afternoon tea, morning tea thing. We have people come out just for cake, cake and coffee. Um, a lot of people take it home for dessert on their way out the door. So do we need to ring and book, uh, obviously, at the moment? At the moment, yes. It's very frustrating because, you know, we always wanted to create this relaxing, casual space where you could come and sit and have a coffee and read a book for as long as you wanted. 
no time limits. Whereas, yes, at the moment, we can only seat 20 people. Uh, so it is a good idea to book. But, you know, if you're happy to sort of have a wander around, there's um, six shops here. It's a little um, village of shops. So you can have a wander around and look in the shops and wait, yeah, just wait for a table to become available. So if we wanted to ring and make a booking, what's the best number to get in contact with you on? Yep, just call 46308729. And, of course, your Facebook page is Chocolate Cottage Cafe at Highfields. Yes. Well, Kay, I hope everything goes well. Saturday was obviously a big day for you, I take it. Yes, it's been amazing. And the weather couldn't have been better. It's just such a beautiful day. And, yeah, we're just thrilled to be back here doing what we love. So thank you very much for your time. Oh, look, you're more than welcome. You have a great day. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Well, like so many businesses, they're back. Kingfisher's Cafe and Restaurant are open again. I'm chatting with Simon. Good morning, Simon. Good morning. How are things going at Kingfisher's? We're currently working day by day. Every day is a little bit better than the day before. Um, we're pretty excited to be opening up inside and outside. Should the weather hold, which it looks like it is, we'll be excited to have potentially up to 80 people uh, based on a COVID management plan. So we are excited. We have a new menu in today and we're starting to look forward and not backwards. Uh, you mentioned a new menu. Can you, can you give us a sneak idea of a couple of dishes on this new menu? Looking forward to utilising a couple of local growers. Well, obviously, uh, gourmet mushrooms from uh, um, top of the range mushrooms we'll have on there. Mark up delicious salmon dishes. You'll have to come in to have a good look. All righty. So tell us a little bit about Kingfisher's Cafe and Restaurant. Whereabouts is it? We're in Spring Street. This place has been here for 21 years now or so, so it is well known to all the locals. Yeah, look, it's, it's a fantastic little place. Functions, weddings, we can cater for just about anything. Now, I believe you've got a, a bit of a, an outdoor area there as well, in amongst some trees, is it? We can sit about 200 people outside, certainly specialising in long tables, long lunches, and um, absolutely spectacular this time of year. Now, I was thinking that could be a bit cool outside. You can obviously cater for people inside as well. Currently, we have, by the four square metre rule, uh, 30 people allowed inside at a time. So we are taking bookings at the moment for two-hour sittings. So there's open fireplace when it does get proper cold and can certainly look after you inside as well. So if, if I want to ring up and make a booking, what's the best number to call you on? Best number would be 0400 44620. We'll look us up online and there'll be links to uh, other options for making online bookings. So you've got, I believe you've got a Facebook page. You've got a website? We certainly do have a website, kingfishercafe.com.au and we're very active also on Instagram and Facebook. All right. Well, I'm glad you're back open again and I look forward to coming down and uh, enjoying the hospitality at Kingfisher's Cafe and Restaurant. Well, we look forward to having you. Thanks for your time, Simon. Good on you. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks to the ongoing support of the Toowoomba Chamber and this week's guest, Southern Queensland Country Tourism, for your time. It's so important for us all to get out and about exploring our own region for our health and wellbeing and to support local business. Enjoy yourselves. Take care. I'm Shane. See you around, Toowoomba. Toowoomba.